You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou... Gracious Lord Jesus, we give thanks and praise to you for so great a salvation that you have wrought that this day we remember that it connects us with all those who have borne your name and carried your Holy Spirit, worshiping God our Father. Bless us, Lord, as we reflect on this deep mystery this day, that we may be drawn ever more closely to you in faith, trusting your promises. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. So, back in college, I pledged a fraternity. It was a great fraternity. We had a great time. Great. Uh, we were a music fraternity. We sponsored uh, scholarships for music. We commissioned new pieces of music. We went out and played a lot of music. We had a good time. But when you pledged, um, you were required to do an interview with every person who was already a brother in the fraternity. Um, and in that there were a list of 20 questions you needed to go through. You got to ask them, and then they got to turn around and ask you the same questions. And that's just let us all get to know each other a little bit. It was a lot of fun. Well, the first question on our, on our interview was always, had been for, for decades. Our chapter went back to 1923. For decades, the first question had been, if a building was on fire, if your house was on fire, and you needed to escape and could only take three things with you. Everybody and all the pets are safe out of the house. What three things would you take? It was during my time that we changed the question. Because in, if we found out that in effect we were only asking what two things would you take with you because everybody gave the same answer for the first thing. I'll bet you can guess what it was. Let me take you back to a day and age when photographs required film. And that film needed to be developed and it was an expensive process and half of them came back blurry. <laughs> and when you took the picture, it was not immediately uploaded to the cloud. <laughs> what everyone said they would take out of their house as the first thing were their photo albums. Because in our photo albums, is not just the memory of our lives. It's a, they're triggers to remind us of the people we love, especially those who have passed on and whom we don't get to see face-to-face anymore. To remember the silly expression that they made when you surprised them or the disappointed expression that you were taking their picture at all because they didn't like to have their picture taken. Whatever it was, those things were precious to us. They were our treasures. And we rushed out of the house with them. So we had to change the question to, oh, all the family, all the pets, and all the pictures are out of the house. (laughs) That is why we love this day so much. 
on All Saints Day once a year. We give thanks and praise to God that in the New Testament, being a saint is not something that you get by extraordinary effort, but rather it is a gift of God given to you. A gift of God given to you through the sacrifice of His Son and calling you to believe and trust in His promises. So that St. Paul, even when he's tearing the church in Galatia, a new one, will still call them the saints of God. <laughs> and we gather and we give thanks. We, I love this tradition of putting the names of those who've passed away on the altar. Because there's no place we are closer to them than at the altar. Because when we come to God's table of grace, we come to a wedding banquet that has no end. Jesus describes heaven that way. When he's asked what, what, what heaven is like, he says it's like a wedding banquet that has no end. And we believe Holy Communion is a foretaste of that feast to come. So that when you come to the altar of God, you are standing not only shoulder to shoulder with your brothers and sisters in Christ that are filling the pews around you now, but you're shoulder to shoulder with all those who passed on in the Lord. And although you can't know their names, you're shoulder to shoulder with those who will come after us. We all receive at that same great table together. And the worship that we saw the saints engaged in the book of Revelation today, and I encourage you to go home and just read chapters 5 through 7, and you see that worship going on. That's a party, folks. A wedding banquet in the ancient world was a time when you received the best food you were ever going to eat. The choicest cuts. It's like going to the winner of the Iron Chef competition and you get to pick the most expensive thing on the menu. That joy is why we look forward to this day and why I always tear up when I sing the last verse of the last hymn today. As I picture all of us shoulder to shoulder marching in through the gates of glory to worship around the throne of God forever, praising His name. But all of that isn't the real message of All Saints Day. See, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And here's what we know about God. See, we in, we're entrusting those who've passed on to God's tender care. But he, the God we're entrusting them to is not just any God. It's not a theoretical God. It's not the force. In Jesus Christ, God has a face. And that face is the face of the crucified one. What we know is that in Jesus Christ, God so treasured us, His fallen creatures, that God the Father sacrificed His Son. And that God the Son sacrificed Himself. That He might pick up our paycheck. For the wages of sin is death, and we can't afford that paycheck. And the Holy Spirit pours Himself out continually so that the true meaning of the cross can become apparent to us. Which is not just another example of man's inhumanity to man. There's plenty of that in history. But the cross is God himself giving himself that we might be saved 
that the great family reunion we see pictured in the book of Revelation can happen. God treasures us. We are where God's heart is. This is why Jesus promises that he will be with us always, even to the end of the age. And why we will sing the praises of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost from now unto eternity. God treasures us as we treasure those who've gone on and we loved before us and treasures us even more. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, we give you thanks and praise. We who are brothers of and sisters of Jesus Christ, yet call him Lord and Savior. We thank you that in him we have seen the extent of your love and that our robes have been washed clean in his blood, that we will stand around and sing around your throne of grace, cleansed of all our sins, not because of our great efforts, but because of his great effort on the cross. Bless us, Lord, to keep our minds and our hearts firmly fixed on that. Let us be reminded every day that our treasure is in heaven, not just those who've gone on before us, as precious as they are to us, but you, you alone, who can give all of us life eternal and who unites us shoulder to shoulder around your throne as we receive your good gifts from now unto eternity. Bless us to praise you every day through our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. My vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence, my life.